Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Welcome to Black Girl Missing, a podcast that covers stories of Black girls who were reported missing when they were under the age of 18. We are exercising caution and social distancing by recording for you from our homes in D.C., Philly, and the Jersey Shore. This podcast is brought to you by Full Service Radio. Due to the sensitive and sometimes graphic nature of these cases, we advise listeners to use caution when listening. Black Girl Missing is supported in part by New Voices for Reproductive Justice. New Voices for Reproductive Justice is a social change organization dedicated to the health and well-being of Black women, femmes, and girls. I am your co-host, Nikki. I am Feminista Jones. And I'm Asa. How are we doing this week? I am doing. That's good enough. That's good. (laughs) We like that. Um, it's, it's, It's been a while since the three of us have been together. Yeah, I, I missed two, it. three weeks. It's been three weeks. Two, has, it, has it been three? Two or three? No, yes. Oh my goodness. Long enough. Long enough. Um, just want to shout out everybody that's been giving us positive feedback. Yeah, There's been so much of that lately. Like people are loving the show. It means a lot to me for real. Yeah, because <laughs> we were really hard on it. We and we worried. Like, did this sound okay? Is this script working out? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, they, their folks are really giving us positive feedback and we really appreciate that. And y'all keep us motivated, um, to keep going. Uh, you know, I, I love doing this with y'all and this is, it's just amazing that it's resonating with people to the point where people are like reaching out to us and kind of like, we need help. We need help. So that's really dope. Um, so we appreciate everybody. Um, and it's glad I'm good to be back. Three of us. All right. So Asa, please take it away. Okay. So we open each show reviewing cases of girls who are currently missing that we call the Aisha Alert. We encourage you to pay close attention, check our social media, and help us help the families who are still seeking answers and long for their loved one's safe return. We'd like to note that we create these lists of currently missing Black girls in real time. So by the time the podcast episodes are released, there may have been changes. We will have information on each case posted on our social media channels so that you can stay updated. Makia Dubois is a 14-year-old girl who went missing from Gloucester Township, New Jersey. Makia was last seen in the Clementon section of the township at about 9.15 p.m. Friday night, April 24th. She's believed to be in Philadelphia with an unknown man who goes by the name of Marcus. She stands about five foot seven and weighs about 180 pounds with brown eyes and black and blonde hair. She was last seen wearing blue jeans and a gray hooded sweatshirt. Anyone who has any information about Makia's whereabouts is asked to call the Gloucester Township Police Department at 856-228-4500. Tamika Barium is a 15-year-old girl who went missing from Newark, New Jersey, She was last seen at 4 p.m. in the area of Rose Terrace near South 10th Street. Authorities say she was reportedly distraught when last seen. 
Tamika is described as five foot five inches and was last seen wearing a black hooded sweatshirt, army fatigue pants, and black Jordan sneakers. She wears a nose ring on the right side. The city urges anyone with information about the whereabouts of Tamika Barium to call the Newark Police Division's 24-hour Crime Stopper tip line at 877-NORC-TIPS. That's 1-877-695-8477. Jocelyn Butler is a 14-year-old girl who went missing from Baltimore, Maryland. She was last seen on April 19th wearing a gray Nike hoodie, ripped blue jeans, and a green jacket with fur on the hood. Jocelyn has brown hair, hazel eyes, weighs 140 pounds, and is 5'11". Anyone with information should contact the Baltimore Police Department Northwest District at 410-396-2466. Thank you so much, Asa, for the Aisha alert. Uh, we are going to get into this case today. Um, it is a doozy. It is a doozy. I got to I gotta let you know it's a doozy. And for this episode, we are doing things a bit differently. Usually we cover a cold case or story that took place in the past. But this episode, we're covering a missing case happening in real time. We've been asking our listeners to give us tips and information on cases they want to see us cover um, if you listen to episode 106, Georgia Lee Moses, that came from one of our followers. I believe, Nikki, you got a contact from someone about that. Oh, yeah. And then that we you know, ended up investigating and it was a powerful story. So, absolutely, <clears throat> you know, we really appreciate when you all um, reach out to us and let us know. Um, so we received an urgent message on Facebook about the story of a missing teen named Brianna McClellan. And the story is actually about two missing girls, the other being Kimaya Freeman. Um, the two girls are cousins and they may be together. They were last seen on April 5th, 2020, not very long ago, around 3 a.m. in Hampton, Virginia. Their disappearance is suspicious and we'll get into why in a bit. Now, Nikki, I know initially you were going back and forth with the person. Yes, um, They were given a lot of information and I think I checked the messages and saw, you know, that this interaction was happening. I, I was like, well, let me look into this too. You know, it could be something that we could work on. Right. Um, maybe for the Aisha alert. And I think, AC, you had it on the Aisha alert, yep. actually. <laughs> yeah, but then there's just something more to this that we decided, you know, we were, we were going to dig deeper and uh, bring you something that's happening in real time. Um, by the, Of course, by the time you hear this, the story may be different. That's the nature with the podcasts of these types. Um, but just know that as of uh, April 29th, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, these girls are still missing and this story is still in process. All right. So Brianna is 16 years old. She's described as having black hair, brown eyes, and she's 5'1 and 130 pounds. And I'll say that she has like medium brown skin tone. Um, Kimaya is 17 years old with black hair and brown eyes. She is described as being 5'4 and weighing 130 pounds about. Um, again, medium brown skin. They look like regular black girls from around the way. Okay. Um, Kimaya was said to be wearing a gray hooded sweatshirt, gray sweatpants, and light purple Crocs at the time they went missing. Brianna was said to be wearing a white t-shirt, red sweatpants, and no shoes. Um, we often what? talk about, yeah, mm -hmm. no shoes, no shoes. Uh, we talk about the importance of these kinds of detailed descriptions. This is why, right? First question we have, why did Brianna have no shoes on at three o'clock in the morning? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And why didn't we get this information for almost two weeks? Right. So when they first went missing, this was not revealed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how it went from regular kind of runaways to now, like, what's going on? Right. Mm-hmm. But they were reported as runaways, which is the default for black girls. And um, as of uh, April 27th, they were still reported missing. Um, the thing about runaways that we sometimes know is that maybe they'll be gone for a couple of days or, or so. Um, and then they come back or they make contact at least something, mm-hmm. whether it's social media post, a text to some somebody they trust, mm-hmm. something. They might okay. say, I'm not coming home, but I'm okay. I'm not, exactly. Yeah. I'm not coming home, but I'm okay. Or let my mama know I'm all right. Yeah. Right. Even when, or at least like, unless they're running away from mama, but they'll let somebody know because mm-hmm. they know somebody's worried about them. All right. Mm-hmm. They have not heard anything from these girls. Okay. It's been over three weeks. So here's, here's some things that we do know. And, and then, okay. So I just have to make sure everybody knows that because this is a work in process, the details are, are a little bit sketchy and there's different um, takes on what happened. And I think that that's what ends up happening when we have, you know, any of these kinds of stories. Everybody has a different idea, but we're going to try to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. What we do know, the girls went missing or they were last seen April 5th, 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the last time anybody can identify. And we have um, this th- this aunt, Maisha, who has kind of been the family spokesperson, has been doing a lot of the work around this. In a video um, recorded with the local chapter of Black Lives Matter, she said that she got a call from Kimaya saying that Brianna was not in her room. She woke up and Brianna was not in her room and she called to let Aunt Maisha know. And Maisha says she called the police and they all gathered at her house, you know, to do this report and or try to figure out what was going on. Now, the first question, I I mean, we don't know if they were in separate bedrooms, if they shared a room. We actually don't even know where they were, okay? The details about this stuff is weird. Why? I'm going to tell more later, but the families are not cooperating as Uh, much. um, Mm. Now, do they they live with Maisha? No, we don't think so. We don't know. She won't say. It's weird. They don't live with her to what we know, but they stay with her sometimes. Okay. 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 Aunt Maisha is like the aunt everybody wants to have. Mm -hmm. She's the, she's the down aunt, the cool aunt. And she describes herself as being Kimaya's aunt and Brianna's big cousin. So whatever the family (laughs) connection is, you know, they, it's, it's kinfolk. That's all we need to know. They all kinfolks. But Aunt Maisha is, you know, that auntie that, that everybody loves. Right. And she, she says that she got this call from Kimaya saying that they the two of them were in the same place, but she woke up, Brianna wasn't in her room, so she got nervous and she was scared. Um I you know, this whole thing about, you know, and and, and Maisha called immediately that day. This whole idea that you have to wait to call the police. I think we'll say this every time we need to. Um, that's not true. You could, as soon as your child goes missing, you can call the police. Um, I think what ends up happening is that some parents may suspect that, you know, maybe my kid did run away, especially if there was a fight or argument or something. And they want to give them a couple of hours. They want to give them a day or so to kind of cool down. And if you want to come back, come back, you know? Right. So I think that's why we don't hear about a lot of kids going missing or teens, at least for a couple of days. Cause parents, they're like, well, maybe they'll come home. 
But you still should just put a police report in because you just never know. I'd rather put the police report in and the kid comes back two hours later than to not have alerted the police and two days have gone by and we've missed precious time. Okay. Um, so we know that Kimaya went, goes to Bethel High School and Brianna goes to Phoebus. They're both located in Hampton, Virginia. Auntie Maisha describes them both as athletic and sociable. Uh, Maisha said the family has looked everywhere they know. Um, and that, that they've gotten some tips that the girls have been cited, like at Walker Village or Denby Boulevard or Patrick Henry Mall. Um, but we also know that people will call in tips, you know, trying to be helpful or whatever. But again, um, and we'll have their pictures on our social media and website, but they look like average, regular teenage black girls. You know, they could be mm-hmm. mistaken, you know, by anyone, um, which is why the descriptions are really important. We also know that Brianna has short, natural hair. Um, sometimes she wears braids. Um, Kimaya has, she often wears her hair pulled back. She's got a little bit of a wave to her, her hair. So, you know, these, these kinds of things are important. They're a little bit different. Um, so in this video that they did with the local chapter of Black Lives Matter to try to get some information out, um, Aunt Maisha was doing most of the talking. So Maisha was there. Um, Akimba, Akima, um, who is uh, Kimaya's mom, and Felicia, who is Brianna's mom. The three of them were there. They were seated on the couch, seated on the couch with this um, this brother from Black Lives Matter, and they're telling the story. So this is where we find out that they've gotten these tips. People said there have been sightings, but we don't know. Mm. You know, I was, my first thing was like, why are the moms not talking? Yeah. You know, um, and then like Brianna's mom interjected a little bit, but, you know, it was really Maisha who was kind of telling the whole thing. Okay. And I was a little concerned about that. I'm watching body language and things like that. Um, Okima, Okima, who is uh, Kimaya's mom, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything until towards the end when she says, um, she's, I'm watching her body language. She says, you know, I just want people to know that, you know, we, uh, nothing was wrong at home. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going wrong at home. They had no reason to run away. And she says, mm-hmm. this is a choice they made. So. That could be a lot of things. That could be her being very aware of the, the, the stereotype that black homes are full of violence and mm-hmm. she doesn't want that to be the narrative around it. It could be that she's hiding something. There's so many. We don't know enough. There could be some other rumbling. Yeah. So I'm nosy. Oh, My of course. true crime hat went on and I went digging. Oh, Because dear. that whole conversation did not sit well with me as a social worker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So off to Facebook I went. Um, it's really interesting to me that um, when... When uh, Brianna's mom was talking, it was really to kind of supplement what Maisha was saying. <clears throat> and I was just like, well, maybe she doesn't feel comfortable talking in public. Maybe she's got, you know, some other issues. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. woman is a wellness coach. Whoa. Oh. She is a motivational speaker. Okay. She's all about fitness and living your best life. She has an organization for 
black girls and women to live their best life. So she's not afraid to talk to people. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and, and then yeah, I don't know. If and then circumstances though, or like yeah, but you, and 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 I just want to make it clear as we're talking about this that we want these girls home safe. Right. But our job in this podcast is to look at every angles of every angle of every story. Mm-hmm. We look at parents, we look at family, we look at the police, we look at community, we look at the government, we look at the schools. We look at everything that factors in. And so I don't want anyone thinking that we are like charging these people with anything. We are just assessing the situation based on the information that is publicly available mm-hmm. and kind of picking up on some things. If we were doing this in hindsight, you know, it would mm-hmm. be a thing. It could be something. It could be nothing. nothing. But we right. still should, at, but at the very something. least, mm-hmm. we should at the very least look at it and say, that look a little funny. Yeah. Looks a little funny. Mm-hmm. Looks a little funny. Um, okay. So then I said, well, let me look into the mom, Okima. And I went to her Facebook page. Um, and according to some of my investigations, she seems to, she struggles with mental illness. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And apparently she's extremely devastated by the fact that her daughter is gone. And so to me, when I, what I read was like a very closed off body language and we'll have the video for you so you all can see. She had her arms folded. She was very quiet. Her face was very stoic. Um, but then I, I saw another angle of the video because there's about 10 versions of this from different angles just out floating around. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. Um, I could see her hand kind of tapping her leg a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a little bit of some tension there. Because I was like, why is this mom not saying anything? Um, And then some of her posts on Facebook um, may suggest that she may have cognitive disabilities or things like that. So it's, you know, it is what it is. And according to my source, that's been one of the struggles that they've had with this case is that um, communicating with her is very difficult. Um, That does not mean she's any less worried about her daughter. Um, It just kind of explained that dynamic there. Right. Okay. Okay. so, but it just, it just raised the eyebrow and it was just interesting to me that the aunt that doesn't live with them is providing the most information. So I went back to the messages we got on Facebook because I remember something interesting. According to the person we communicated with, um, Brianna supposedly had an argument with her mom not long before she went missing. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is just information that we are getting. We don't know if this is a hundred percent certain. Um, we have been digging and kind of researching this, you know, this thing, we've talked to different people, we've looked at different things. Um, and the overall suggestion is that there was some tension at home. There were, there were some issues at home. And I know we've talked about this in the past that, you know, sometimes black girls leave because they're being harmed in the home. Right. Um, so that, you know, when, as I was talking to this particular source, who I'll say, you know, does have an, a bit of expertise and a bit of a background in this kind of work. Um, so, I mean, we take it at face value. Again, we are not condemning or say making any, you know, any charges or anything. We are just concerned citizens doing what we can. But we're this. There was a conversation during which um, Aunt Maisha seemed a bit hesitant to kind of open up about, you know, some more details around this case. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be an ongoing thing. It is very difficult to get people to talk. 
which is a red flag. It is. Yeah. Because I know this. If my kid went missing, I know the two of you and I, we mm-hmm. would be everywhere. Yeah. Like just every possible, bringing every alarm, everything. Mm-hmm. We talk to anybody that be listening. Anybody yeah. who wants to talk about this, write about this, post about this. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's my story. Here's the right. story. We got to find them. Right. As I'm going through people's social media profiles, I'm a little concerned that there's not a whole lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've you actually noticed that quite a bit. Like when we go over our Aisha alerts, mm-hmm. I'll go searching for somebody and they'll be like just a little blip. Yeah. A lot of times the social media accounts of these family members, it says so little. And I wonder if that is just an even louder declaration of how little we mm. as black people can trust the public, the court of mm-hmm. public opinion, police, mm-hmm. um, community organizations, how we feel about letting them in and air, airing our so-called dirty laundry, letting right. them into our homes, talking right. about our private stuff and our families. And knowing how people swarm social media. I mean, like I went investigating, I was able to find their stuff, you know, I'm yeah. not type mm-hmm. comment and be like, what'd you do to your kid? But some of right. us might. So yeah. I get that. Right. And I also, I'm sorry, but I also thought about um, there's someone that we care a lot about who's, who's her son went missing recently. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. were so nasty, nasty. to her. It, they said I, awful mm-hmm. things about her being a mom. They said awful things about her character just as a person. So I can imagine, you know, some people, especially if they're not well versed in social, social media, media politics, mm-hmm. they might not want to talk a whole lot or be very open because they don't want people judging them or dragging them, so right. to speak, or talking, you know, mess about them. Mm-hmm. They right. just want to find their kid or there could be a fly in the milk. Right. There could be a fly, fly in the milk. milk. Yeah. Um, and so, but here's where the story changes a little bit. So according to one source that I've spoken to, um, they're saying that Brianna was actually at home with her mom and her stepdad and her other siblings Mm -hmm. and that she had a fight with her mom and left the house at three somehow connected with Kimaya who was not in the same place. And then the two girls left together or, you know, kind of disappeared together. Now that makes a little more sense to me. And here's why. Um, I, as, as I'm looking through the family, you know, their backgrounds, I'm, I'm studying them a little bit. It does make sense to me that Brianna was at home mm-hmm. and whatever happened, maybe something happened. And she calls her, her cousin, who's probably like her best friend. Apparently they were very, very close, um, calls her and is making some kind of desperate move or whatever. And her cousin is like, all right, well, I'm gonna come with you or, you know, just come over or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so this idea from Aunt Maisha that Kim, Kim, um, Kimaya called her to report that Brianna wasn't uh-huh. in her room, part of me thinks, did Brianna go over to wherever Kimaya was? And then mm-hmm. she or, woke she woke up again and she was missing? Or you know what I mean? I don't the, know. I, I don't know. There's another part, like another individual with a home that's involved and they yeah. both went over there. Like, this yes. is very, very sticky. I, I right, and I don't know what um, Kimaya's mom's living situation is. Mm-hmm. It may be precarious. 
Um, so, you know, all we know is that these girls went missing in the middle of the night on April 5th. Yeah. And they are expected to be together. And I don't know how they got the details about Brianna not having shoes on. Yeah. This is kind of tripping me out. But if you're running away from home with no shoes, something's, something's going up. On. You're running yeah. from, something. from something. You're running from right. something. This isn't some cutesy trip you plan to take with your right. friends and right. go somewhere. You didn't pack in a, a bag or something like you that. You didn't pack a bag. You have no shoes. So the source, one of the sources I'm talking to was like the red flag for for them was, you know, where's the evidence that Brianna, like her family cares? <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you mean? And the source was like, if you look at their Facebook page, you don't see any recent pictures of Brianna. Hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, what do you, what do you mean? So I go and like, I see the stuff about the missing teens and things like that. But I was mm. just like, as I looked, I was like, wow, her mom really doesn't have any recent pictures of her on there. Now, the mom just had a baby, probably in January, because I did see a picture of her in October being six months pregnant. She just had a baby. So sometimes, you know, new babies come, jealousy mm-hmm. gets in. You know, there could be all kinds of things. I thought about that. Mm-hmm. But then there's two younger siblings in between Brianna mm-hmm. and that small baby. She's used to this. She's got other siblings. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the source that I was talking to, they said that they were in touch with Kimaya's parents and that Kimaya's dad has been working with them to try to get this information up on the National Missing and Unidentified Person System, which is also known as NAMUS. Mm-hmm. Um, like working overtime, I'm looking, every post they have is about these girls being missing, 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 missing. Mm-hmm. Darius Freeman is his name. That's uh, Kimaya's uh, dad. Posting everything. Wants his daughter back. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okima's Facebook is a lot of her taking requests to sing songs to people. Um, as in, as in currently? Yes. Recently, currently, since her daughter's been missing. Oh. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on there. Um, Brianna's mom's name is Felicia. She is a life coach. If you look at her page, there, um, there's some recent posts about the girls being missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a little something. Brianna's mom, Felicia, is married to a man named Isaiah Mobley. Uh, apparently on August 31st, 2014, they got married. So that is Brianna's stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, she has since had, um, I think she has another son and then they have two children together. They have like a 20 month old and, you know, this new baby that's here. So her and Isaiah have, you know, they have a family. Now, talking to sources, getting information, uh, um, there may be some concerns about abuse within the home. Um, I did some digging. Child Protective Services has been called um, in relation to Brianna's younger brother with accusations that um, the father, uh, stepfather, was beating him. Okay. And the reason this came out is because one of the sources 
said that in a conversation they had with Aunt Maisha, she seemed really hesitant, like she was holding something back. And this person um, started digging a little bit. And there seems to be a lot of secrecy around this situation. Hmm. And so kind of looking into this, there was, you know, this thing. There's also been, and again, none of this is confirmed. Everything is alleged. I'm just saying this is what we have heard Mm -hmm. in our investigation of this case. Allegedly, Brianna confided into people she with to people that she trusted that her stepfather was molesting her. Okay. And apparently, according to some sources, the family, like um, the mother and daughter and son, moved to uh, North Carolina last year. And that they were supposed to get a divorce. Now, we know that, you know, she went back, obviously. And we know mm-hmm. that that happens if there is a situation of domestic violence. Is there if there is a situation of abuse? We know that it takes an average of seven times for a woman to leave an abusive man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So you know, according to one source, Brianna confided that Isaiah was again touching her mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. However, the family is so tight-lipped about this, right? Because, and like us, we want these girls home. So I would imagine that if there's this stuff going on, they don't want to be disregarded, right? right. They don't right. want it to be like, oh, you know, y'all got a broken family. We ain't gonna mm-hmm. bother with you because we know that that happens. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is super important to thinking about what's going on with these girls, particularly Brianna. Mm-hmm. Why are you leaving this house? At three o'clock in the morning, okay, with no shoes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I went and I did some digging, some more digging. Um, On April 7th, uh, Brianna's mom posted on Facebook. So my daughter, Brianna, um, Brianna McClellan, took it upon herself to run away and I've not found her yet. The... The tickets yeah. on herself part is really fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's reminiscent. Like, it, it goes hand in hand with why when police label someone as a runaway, they're basically shelved. It's mm-hmm. like, you're acting as though children are making adult, like, thinking as an adult. Mm-hmm. And it's that's not it like these are kids their brains aren't fully developed they're making whether it's a rash decision over something minor or a rash decision over something huge like being assaulted at home so there's still reason to be looking into it this she took it upon herself as if she's a grown adult who decided that she doesn't want to live at home anymore and she can get a job and work and have her Mm -hmm. own place and this was two days after they went missing. So remember, we were talking earlier about sometimes, you know, parents kind of wait like, oh, you know, they'll just be a teenagers. Maybe they'll come back or whatever. So this is two days later that she's posting this. OK, mm-hmm. um, and this is the first time she's talking about it. OK, but then on April 27th, 
She was posting about her being missing with the message, it's never too late to come home. And then there's videos of family dancing to Frozen. They're playing and singing with each other. There's, you know, ba- the babies in the photos. Um, you know, they re- like I said, they recently had a child. Um, outside of that, though, you know, one of the sources was right. Like, there are no recent pictures of Brianna. There's pictures of the smallest children, two youngest children. Mm-hmm. There's pictures of her husband. There's a lot of selfies, a lot of things like that. But we don't see anything with Brianna. And that raises a little flag. Maybe it's a teenager mm-hmm. who just does. I mean, I've got a teenager who's kind of like, Mom, why you keep taking pictures of me? Mm-hmm. I do it anyway. But, you know, <laughs> I just I just thought that it was it was something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's two things I noticed. Brianna's social media pretty much stops doing anything like mid-March, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder was there something going on that prompted her to sort of kind of like go dark online? Like, I don't want to post anything. I don't want to post any pictures. If you look at her pictures, she appears to be a very confident girl. Mm -hmm. She appears to be, you know, very satisfied with her appearance. She's absolutely adorable. She has the cutest, like blue Afro. She's, you know, it's, she's a, she seems like a very energetic kid. Mm -hmm. So for her to just not post anything. And then I also noticed there is zero mention of her from her peers. I'm curious about what type of friendships she had. I don't see any like find my best friend or this yeah. is, you know, mm-hmm. I don't see any of that. Not saying it's not out there because teenagers know to be um, at least sort of private online so that the grownups mm-hmm. can't see what they're doing. Um, but I've been on social media long enough that if I want to find something, I can find it. Yeah, uh, right. And, and right. I mean, they had a about, hashtag and everything. You yeah. know, there's yeah. And, and thinking about her social media going dark mid March, was her phone and internet access taken away? Was she on punishment? Because they don't mention like I haven't heard anything mentioned about being able to trace a phone or mentioning a phone or a text or Nothing. anything like that. So does she even have a cell phone with her? We don't know. Um, th- they're saying that she's not responding to any of her, the messages on social media. They tried reaching out to her through Instagram. Cause you know, um, the young people, they like the, the TikTok and the Instagram. So they, mm. they might respond to that quicker than they would to a phone call or a text. Um, so th- there's been no responses from that. No posts from, from, you know, from either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I decided I wanted to look a little bit deeper into this, um, this, this stepfather, right? Now, okay, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, when it comes to our girls, mm-hmm. I, my trust, you know, is not very high. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, it, on April 8th, he posted that they um, spent several hours driving around and that they were working with the police. Mm. I also know that he was recently on a panel called what women need to know and what mean men need to tell you. All right. Oh, so look, he's so, one so, of those. Okay. I have my own pause. Yes. Okay. Pause. This is a lot. Okay. Yeah. One of the biggest red flags as a woman who used to be a teenage girl. <laughs> um, I, Whenever a man has told me 
this is what I need to tell you about womanhood, or this is what I need to tell you about life or relationships. It has almost always been self-serving mm-hmm. um, and and branded as advice, but it's actually not advice. It's more of a warning for what type of harm this person can inflict on me. Mm-hmm. It's very T.I., very yeah, it's very Ti. Um, I'm glad you said that. I'm not saying that that's Segway. what this man is doing, but that's what it sounds like to me. Well, yeah. well, let's segue because I also found his Instagram. Listen, okay, folks. Listen, listen. we got a hot CSI. tip and stuff that's going on. I've learned, so I got his Instagram and I went to his Instagram. And there's a picture of Brianna on his Instagram from 2017. So she had to be, what is that, four years ago? What is that? Is that three years ago? That's three years ago. So she's 16 now. So she had to be about 13. 13. Right? Oh. She's posing with um, high heels, Uh, uh, like about six inch heels. She's kind of squatting down, kind of like in a, a Megan Thee Stallion type squat, Lil' Kim type squat. She's got a choker on. And he starts saying, hashtag will hurt you. We will start with that. On another note, I couldn't be more proud of my daughter and how she's handling herself. At some point, you have to let them grow up. But okay, fine. Keep doing your thing. Super proud. Hashtag proud dad. Hashtag will still hurt you. Um, hashtag she gets it honest. What? So you know what this reminds me of is those quote unquote photographers that take pictures of women and have all these, and they're never just like, you know, plain old headshot type pictures. They're always Mm -hmm. through a, um, a male gaze type of angle. And they, captions absolutely never line up with the actual shot but there's something that just doesn't when you look at it and when you look at the photographer it doesn't sit well with you and you're just like why was this the photo why was this the set the the idea we just gonna let this be what it is okay So also, um, according to a source, um, the moms are not talking to each other. Um, There's been some struggles going on. Um, On April 26th, Kimaya's mom posted, I just want my baby home. I know you think you're ready for the world, but just wait. I promise you, you won't miss anything. Come back home where you are loved and wanted. If you still believe that your best is out there, just call me and tell me how you feel so I'll know. I'm not giving up or quitting. Looking for you. Love you so much. It was all caps. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it seems to me that the, the mothers have kind of settled on these idea that these girls ran away. Mm-hmm. However, um, according to some of this backstory, there maybe have been some trouble at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think part of why Okima, who you know is Kimaya's mom, came out at the end of the video and was like, I just want people to know there's nothing wrong at home because if there's been some stuff floating about the other family, mm-hmm. she didn't want it to spill over to her. Right. And I noticed 
Right. And I noticed that there's a lot of, um, there's a, there's a difference. There's, there's, there's stuff that's talking about the both of them. And then there's posts that are just for each one. Yeah. I noticed that too. Right. So, you know, that's, that's really interesting. And kind of, I saw there was like a little bit of a pivot from these girls are missing to find my daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's stuff going on. I was looking at the dad's pages. I was looking at everything. There's been some subs being dropped. Some, oh, some questionable things happening. It's a lot. And I think that that's why I was like, you know what, let's go ahead and cover this story right now. Because how often is this the situation? We don't know. Right. Our Black girls are going missing. And instead of everybody cooperating and putting all their focus and energy on this, mm-hmm. we've got infighting, tension, mm-hmm. you know, right. call outs, subs on social media, like all this other stuff. When the goal yeah. is to find these girls and make sure they're safe. Yeah. Uh, it just so that's hurt. what I'm struggling with a little bit. Um and also one of the photos for Brianna, like the missing photos, uh-huh. at the top it says wanted. It was like a wanted poster. How does and I love my people. I do. Mm-hmm. But um, now yeah. I'm looking yeah. at it and I don't know if who created it. Because it also has the logos for the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children and NCME. So who created this particular flyer? You could copy and, and paste the logo on there. Yeah. Child, this ain't no high tech graphic. Okay. Oh, not, not again, not being disrespectful. But also But I don't I don't think it came from either of those organizations okay. is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, they tend to do a little bit better than this. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then the thing is that, that it also says she was last seen April 6th. So we have a discrepancy with the date. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Uh, and I started seeing that too. There's, we, you know, between April, most of them say April 5th, but then this one said April 6th. Okay. Um, there's a hashtag bring Brianna, B R I A N A, home safe. But I also know she goes by the nickname Yana, um, Y A N N A. Okay. If you have any information at all, uh, again, we will have this stuff on our social media. You'll be able to see. Uh, you can contact the Hampton Police at 757-727-6111 or even the Newport News Police Department, 757-247-2500. Um, they're also working, like I said, with the, le- the local chapter of Black Lives Matter who say, you know, if you don't want to speak directly to the police, you can email them, blacklivesmatter757 at gmail.com. Um, I got to say, I respect this approach because a lot of times we can't get more info on missing girls because people don't want to speak directly to the police, especially if they have their own criminal histories or issues with immigration Mm -hmm. status or whatnot. So I'm hoping that this is a model that we can use going forward where local activist groups kind of intervene and, 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 you know, serve as a buffer between the community and the police. Come talk to us. Mm all anonymous. Mm-hmm. We'll right. take what we learn. Same way as we're talking about this, I have not revealed our sources. I have not done any of these kinds of things no. yeah. because, you know, there's concern, obviously there's concern for the safety. If there is a domestically violent situation happening at home, we don't want it to be exacerbated just in case somebody happens to come across this. Mm-hmm. Again, everything is hearsay. It is alleged, but that's kind of how we study these cases. It's to really kind of take in all the viewpoints and try to paint a picture that, you know, makes a little more sense or can help us 
you know, get a little bit further along. That story of a girl having a mom with a stepfather who is, you know, could possibly be abusive, her being this older child, them two having kids together, that's not her dad, she's not his child. You know, there could be tension there, there could be fighting, it could be a whole bunch of things that are going on. So we bring that up just so that we think, you know, and, and again, there's allegedly been some investigations on him around, you know, child protective services and, you know, abuse of this younger son that is there. Um, there's a lot going on and the family is so tight lipped. Um, the mothers are not speaking to each other for whatever reason. Auntie Maisha seems to be taking the lead and seems more invested in finding these girls than anybody else in this mm-hmm. whole scenario. Um, it seems from the things that the parents have been posting that they've kind of just accepted that their daughters ran away. And it's like, oh, well, if you want to come home, come home. We'll be here. But I'm not convinced that this is just a young teenage, you know, girls will be girls kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. There's too many questions here. Oh, the fact that we don't lot. even have a consistent story. We right. don't know how Kimaya ends up missing too. Yeah. And where were they? Where were they going? Where were they sleeping? What was like the beginning? Right. Right. The beginning of the story, which is very important, is so fuzzy. When I talked to one of my sources to um, try to clarify, the source was like, we don't know. They won't give us clarity. They won't tell us. You know, Kimaya's parents. um, Oh, I should say Brianna's parents not cooperating with uploading her information to national databases. Yeah, These that... people are trying to help them get this information out mm-hmm. and they're not taking their calls. They're not responding in, in, diff- in these kinds of ways. Now, like there's one thing, like there's, there's on one hand, I can understand mistrust, but also this is like a, a very important, like you, this is an all hands on deck type of situation. And you have hands. to take the, the help that is, it behoove you to take the help that is being offered to you to get our children on a national database, database. right yeah. that's important. important and we're talking about people and 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 there if we watch the youtube we're going to put that up you watch the clip Maisha was talking about this she said that you know they handed the case off to the um Hampton resource officers and mm-hmm. they're treating it as a that's runaway a situation case. they're not getting the same attention mm-hmm. they're not getting the same focus and she's really frustrated Part yeah. of what we were talking about in the last couple of episodes was these parents that are super invested mm-hmm. that won't shut up mm-hmm. what happened with their kids to the point they're on America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pushing, pushing, pushing. They will 10 years later, they are still talking about mm-hmm. this. And the importance of them being on a national registry of missing on a, girls on a, on a is stage, you know? extremely important j- just based off of the amount of time they've been gone they can be anywhere they could be anywhere okay and so this is in virginia it happened mm-hmm Yeah, hopefully um, they are they're found safe. safe. 
quickly without any issue Mm -hmm. and that anything that seems a little strange is really not as strange as it seems because that's not what we're gunning for um but yeah um thank you so much fj for even digging into this the way that you did because it was very difficult to find all of these different details and all of this um information in such a in such a a quick way and Mm -hmm. it's Kind of a messy story. So thank you for yeah. that. Absolutely. Uh, that is going to do it for Black Girl Missing this week. Um, Black Girl Missing podcast is researched, written, and produced by us. It is a labor of love by three concerned Black women who just want justice for missing Black girls. Today's episode was written by Feminista Jones and produced by the Full Service Radio Team. And you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, BLK Girl Missing, Facebook, Black Girl Missing Pod, Instagram, Black Girl Missing Podcast. And you can visit our website for more information about each case, blackgirlmissingpod.com. And you can email us at blackgirlmissingpodcast at gmail.com with any tips, feedback, or names of girls that you would like for us to look into.